0: Speaking of Catholic upbringing, I uh, was thinking about recently how even in this book that I've been reading by Sharon Salzberg talks about this at the beginning, it's called Real Love. She is a meditation teacher and she teaches a lot of, um, she focuses a lot on, hi, Anjanette, it's okay. No, no, you're fine. She focuses a lot on loving kindness meditation, um, which I actually have a very strong aversion to. Um, And so, I know, doesn't that sound weird? Like, who would have an aversion to it? Me. <laughs> I'd rather sit just quietly. <laughs> um, but it's a really, that probably means that you should, like, lean into the things we have aversion to. It's like, let's get curious and investigate that. But she was talking about how in the, um, in our culture, whether or not you were raised from a Judeo-Christian uh, perspective, that there is sort of this pervasive um Element around the Garden of Eden myth that has inserted itself into our culture. And I was thinking about this Garden of Eden myth, and I was like, okay, so just saying it in plain words Eve got really curious, uh, took some action via her own agency, right, and like empowered herself to do something out of her curiosity and sense of wonder, and then was banished and told she doesn't belong. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like, that's, the, that's what the myth essentially teaches us. And um, Tar Brock talks about this a lot, too. And she says that that myth essentially is an expression of our, our sort of old mind, right? Of the mind where we had to be really on high alert. And that fear was a, and that impulse for survival was very much a, um, something that we needed when we were moving in small bands of people around the earth. And that that sort of perpetuated itself through history, that sort of like the the other person is not to be trusted. And she talks, um, John Hobbes, does anyone know what era John Hobbes the philosopher is from? Because I think it's from, you know, it's like pre-founding of the Americas by white people, I think. So like 14 something. And this is what John Hobbes has to say about being human. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) The life of man is solitary Poor, nasty, brutus, brutish, and short. <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> right? But this is like was the pervasive thing, was sort of the sense of disconnection, of fear, of that human beings are not to be trusted. Um, and there, there's sort of this sense now that has arisen in the last uh, hundred years or so of our basic goodness right of that collaboration and working in connection and in community with each other leads to um, more development not only for ourselves but in the earth and in itself there's also a lot of other stuff going on but i'm being positive Um, but we tend to slip into that mindset very easily of the not belonging and something happened to me recently in the last couple of days where i was like oh i did it do you guys know when that happens to you where you're like i slipped like headfirst into not belonging and didn't even like catch myself. I'm like blushing because it's so embarrassing. Um, the The man that I've been dating, he's like really awesome and sweet, but he like muttered something and I inserted that he essentially said that I was just some random woman he was texting. He did not say that at all, <laughs> just, but I jumped to that like so quickly. I was like, oh, we are done like like that kind of thing you know like he's othering me he like this is not happening like I he obviously doesn't think I'm worth it it's like a throwaway person and like lived did not say anything in the moment but lived in that sense of not belonging for like a full entire day I know I know but everyone's done this right this is like a universal truth where we slip right into that sense of like we're kicked out of the garden So then I go, I send this text and I'm like, "Um, I'm not sure, maybe I misheard it and uh, I misunderstood it, but this is what I heard you say. And so then probably we're done unless maybe I misunderstood (laughs) it. (laughs) I know, I'm a human being. (laughs) So my phone like rings immediately and I'm like, oh, so you called me right away. (laughs) And then he's like, oh my God, I would never speak to you that way. Yeah, and it was like, it was very, very sweet. And then I had to be like, wait, what happened here to myself, you know, and take responsibility for like how I had gone headfirst into that sense of not belonging. Um, and it comes from this place, this very like old place inside of us from that myth of like, if we're experiencing wonder and love and curiosity and gratitude and all those things that somehow will be kicked out of the garden and agency and empowerment. Right, um, And not only that, it comes from our childhood <laughs> for many of us, that there's something that we did along the way that we learned that if we had needs or that if we were vulnerable, that we would somehow be kicked out of the garden. And Tara Brock says that the healing that has to happen is we have to begin to understand that we are the garden, right? That we already belong, that there's nothing that we need to do or say or be to achieve that sense of belonging. It's more that removing of the obstacles that prevent prevent us from being there. And he had an opportunity in this moment because I was vulnerable, right? Because I was like, did you say this or did you not? Which was very vulnerable because what if he had said it? That would have sucked, you know? (laughs) Um, To then reflect back at me like the way that he actually feels about me, which is that he sees my light and that it is golden and that he does not want to harm me right? And that isn't always how it turns out, but sometimes it is when we, and especially when we're relating with healthy people. Does that make sense? Where if we're vulnerable, then we give people the opportunity to reflect our light back at us. And that's called good othering, right? When we can reflect the light in each other. And we need that sometimes because to be in it alone gets really like refracted and dysfunctional and weird and that's our job like there's that jewish creation myth where it says something happened and the glass bulb of creation fractured and inside of each of us is a piece of that light that came from that glass bulb and it is our job our purpose in the world according to jewish tradition Um, according to yogic tradition, for sure, to remember that light resides in each of us and then also in each other, right? Um, Thomas Merton says, we are living in a world that is absolutely transparent and the divine is shining through it all the time. And this is not a nice story or a fable. This is true, right? That this is true, that the divine light is shining all the time and we only have to remove that 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 shadow of the ego to be able to see it Um, so I use my personal stories to be able to like reflect back to you that the moments in which we get to catch ourselves are often very mundane and very simple and very small but then when we can lean into it and get curious like as an act of rebellion if you think about that um, story of the garden that curiosity and wonder and gratitude and agency and empowerment is an act of rebellion, according to that story. And realize that we still belong no matter what, that we can't, that we are the garden. That that is really radical living. Um, so I'm glad you're here, and we're going to practice. Um, did you just clap someone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring your hands to heart center.